Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, the NBA podcast. We are talking all things Paul George and Kawhi Leonard free agency. Shockwaves, shockwaves through the NBA this weekend. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at ontheline underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. If you could, please rate, review, subscribe to the show, and Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. All right, coming up, we are talking all things Paul George and Kawhi Leonard going to the Los Angeles Clippers with Lucas Kavner. A couple things. I want to just take care of some housekeeping real quick. Um, the the starters, you guys know the starters. They were a wildly entertaining uh, show on NBA TV for years. I think, it, I think they had a show for like seven seasons. It recently came to its conclusion. Anyway, I've been listening to those guys for years, long before the TV show ever aired. Once upon a time, they had a podcast called The Basketball Jones, J.E. Skeet, Taz Mellis, Trey Kirby, Lee Ellis. They have a new podcast, appropriately enough. It's called The Free Agents. I can't recommend it highly enough. They're good dudes. They're knowledgeable. They reimburse me via FanDuel. So if you're looking for something to listen to, give their new pod a listen. It's great. Um, And I I wish the best of luck to those guys. Secondly, uh, Ben is a little busy today, but I wanted to read a quick statement. We've been getting some pushback. So quick statement from Ben Craw and I. Um, Here it is. It's recently come to our attention in the last few days that some of our rival podcasts have tried to besmirch the OTL's impeccable record of clean, independent podcast journalism, making false claims that the OTL has ties to an offshore blowhole overlord. Let us be very clear. The OTL has never and will never accept outside corporate blood money. Our independence cannot be bought. The OTL is beholden to no one. In Derek White's hair, we trust. We are a clean, independent podcast, and we are free of corporate money. You guys can trust these opinions. You can trust these hot takes. We cannot be bought. Our opinions cannot be bought. We are not for sale. We are the only independent NBA podcast. So let's be very clear about that. Now, here it is, our conversation with the one, the only... Los Angeles Clipper diehard Lucas Kavner. All right. Uh, Lucas Kavner is back on the line. Lucas, late, late last night after uh, Southern California received a massive earthquake. Uh, the landscape of the NBA uh, continued to shift and change. Two time NBA champ and finals MVP Kawhi Leonard has decided to come back home and play for his hometown Clippers of Los Angeles. He'll be joined by uh, Palmdale native Paul George, who the Clippers acquired in a blockbuster trade with Oklahoma City Thunder. Lucas, you are the bell of the ball. The Clippers are the number one basketball team in the greater Los Angeles area. (laughs) Give me some uh, immediate Uh, thoughts and reactions to this uh, dramatic sea change. How you doing? What a night. What a night. I was just about, well, so what, uh, uh, just a, absurdly los angelesy day yesterday where we had the earth the earthquake leading into just frenzy panic uh and then as i'm finally about to go to sleep you get the notification it was first the the phone notification that you know he he was he picked the clippers and then it was like five minutes later 
where you got the second bomb About dropping Paul George. of Paul George. So how did you find out, like, give, like paint the whole picture for me. Where were you? Were you literally like climbing into bed and did so? I was literally you? in bed. You I in was bed, in bed, turned out the light. Just was, giving Twitter legit. one last scroll through. Is like, that I know I got a, I got, I only have the Woj uh, notification. So if you He's get my a, only notification, if you get like a little buzz on your phone and you're in bed, that yep. means something mm-hmm. major has happened. Cause Woj, wow. Yeah. So Woj buzzes you, out of middle of the night. You get out of bed. Wife's asleep. Yep. Wife's asleep. I said, she she sort of rolled around. I said, I it's in the dark. I said, he's going to the Clippers. <laughs> Honey, I got to take this. It's Woj. He's going to the Clippers. Uh, and uh, and then I went out. I got out of bed and I turned on ESPN because I was like, he's not. Is he going to go on SportsCenter now? It's like 2.30 in the morning his time or whatever it was. Yeah. And then he was and then he was on. He was on ESPN. He just looked completely exhausted. He's just like, I guess he just tosses on a shirt. And, Woj. Like, jumps over there does he yeah Woj does he live like 10 minutes from the Bristol yeah man center? yeah That's from Bristol fascinating I I have to dig through the archives on YouTube to see him breaking it on sports center at 2 30 in the morning I would just assume yeah. yeah man I just assume that he lives and sleeps there now at like the Bristol <laughs> campus <laughs> I feel like yeah because it is like a it's like a college campus basically. Yes. I assume like maybe yeah. for this whole week he's just like oh yeah he man gets I'm a sure ro- he, has, he gets a room I'm sure he has like an apartment there I, I I would I would guess that they literally give him like a one-bedroom like apartment <laughs> with like a gym membership and shit I know. And like a meal I'm so plan. curious. I'm so curious about his life, you know, because he he himself is quite an enigma in terms oh, I of know. like how he actually does all this. This part of me thinks it really is like he's ha- you know now he's just the guy, so people just call him right. to announce. So I think a lot of it is that. But I also, I mean, clearly there's some work being done here. I just he has he doesn't give away. Like the day to day of his life, even, dude. You know? I can't even imagine the amount of blackmail he has on people. Like, oh, because yeah. at this point, people just like hand him information and pray. Like, they're like, just don't destroy my life, Woj. Like, here's whatever you need. Like, I'll cooperate. It's like a hostage situation. Uh, you just cooperate with them. But um, yeah, wild man, <laughs> wild. All right, so Lucas, so crazy. let's lay out the specifics of the two deals, and then we'll uh, talk X's and O's a little bit. So Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both headed to the Clippers. The Clippers are trading uh, in order to get Paul George. The Clippers are trading for future unprotected first round picks, <laughs> one protected first round pick, two pick swaps, shade. Gilgis Alexander and Danilo Gallinari to the Thunder for Paul George. And then they've also inked Kawhi Leonard to a four-year, $141 million contract. Um, just, just I mean, like I said, it's a sea change. It's just like a, a massive, massive... Uh, that's seven, seven total picks, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think that's, that's right. Over the next uh, seven years, I uh-huh. think till twenty twenty six or uh-huh. something. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's you know that gets a little hairy once we get into year six or seven. I mean, uh, it's not this deal is not going to age well. Um, and sure. you know, it's it's interesting. You saw the Clippers do. Uh, you saw the Lakers do the same thing just basically mortgaging their future for Anthony Davis and just saying, you know, like, look, the priority is these next two to three years with LeBron and whatever happens five, six years from now, we'll deal with it then. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was definitely sad immediately to lose Shea though. It was like excitement followed like a minute later by my favorite Clipper being lost, which was total bummer. I mean, he's great. I mean, he's so smooth. So good. We've, we talked about him on, on this very podcast, but I, uh, you know, 
you got to do it, right? I mean, like I, I, all this, the reports about you know Clippers fearing, just you, you can't let them go to the Lakers now. You'd be done, you'd be irrelevant for the next at least four or five years. Uh, and also, I feel like everyone has these things with picks, where it's like, you know, nobody people don't use them as assets as much. You really, I guess, like just Danny Ainge, you know, he actually takes all the picks he acquires and uses them and doesn't trade them for other guys, you right. know, and you're left with Tatum and Jalen Brown who could be great and could be fine, right. you know? And, and so I feel like you obviously have to do this deal. It is a little terrifying once you get four or five years down the line, but also the most exciting move maybe <laughs> in the last 10 years of sports. Right? I mean, I Are think context just... is always key, right? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you know, in the same way that the Nets, the Nets made like a calculated risk signing Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has a ruptured Achilles tendon. At the end of the day, it's like you're the Brooklyn Nets and you're you're trying to plant the flag and steal some of the mojo from the Knicks. And like this is yeah. what you have to do. And and it comes with some risk, but like at the end of the day, it's a risk worth taking. And I think the same is true for the Clippers, right? Like, you know, first of all, they're getting a fantastic player in Paul George, but they're also getting Kawhi co-signing the move. And if it means getting Kawhi then you just got to do it. And, you know, like this is what the the Clippers had to do in order to steal some of the city away from the Lakers, you know, and, and, and just stay relevant and stay, you know, like they're, the, the Clippers are going to be competing here for the NBA championship. I don't think there's any doubt about it that they're, they're going to be on the leaderboard with, uh, with the Lakers and some of the other teams out West. I mean, I'm one of the best defensive teams we've ever, maybe ever seen. I yeah, mean, man. like just crazy amounts of defense, just um, the, from a bench perspective and, you know, Pat Bev, yep. Mo Harkless, Kawhi and Paul George uh, and Lou. And I love Rodney Magruder signing there. I mean, yep. they're, they're going to be, they're going to be good. Fun, it's a fun, fun squad. All I right. am psyched. Let, let's talk about on the court, the fit. Um, and then we can talk about some of the off court implications, but just in terms of on the court stuff. So like we said, uh, you know, instead of teaming up with LeBron and Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will, you know, be joining this very intriguing mix of young players and veterans with the Clippers here. Um, the roster for next year is going to be really interesting now. So Kawhi and Paul George join one, one of the most deep supporting casts in the NBA between Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Mo Harkless, Montrez Harrell, Ivaka Zubac, Landry Shamit, Rodney Magruder, Jerome Robinson, Sundarius Thornwell. The Clips still have their mid-level exception available to them, meaning they could re-sign someone like Jamichael Green. I mean, Lou, what are you what are you most excited about with this roster? Is it, is it the defensive God. component? Hearing you say it all out loud, that's really fun. Yeah, that's man, a, that's a good squad. I mean, man. they are very uh, deep. Yeah, you're excited about it being deep. You're excited about you're excited about watching. Paul George and Kawhi play together and you know I feel like teams are going to score like 89 points a game off that yeah, team and then you also still have Lou and Trez who are one of the best uh, you know the best offensive bench guys in the league in terms of just scoring so I think you know the idea of being able to run back the team that was super fun last year obviously minus Shea and minus you know Gallo who was fun but uh, you know uh, obviously cool to shed that contract but, um, you know, it's basically the same team, uh, almost to the T. And, and let's say Jerome and Landry get mm-hmm. a little better than last year. Mm-hmm. Landry Shamit already looking mm-hmm. like J.J. Redick, who can also play off the ball and, and 
potentially yep. play some point guard. Yep. I mean, if he if he ups his game a little bit, if Jerome, you know, shows some of the flashes he showed towards the end of last year, then you got more offensive options too on top of the defense. I mean, I just it's just super exciting. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, from I, a core perspective, I realize this isn't like the spiciest hot take out there, but Kawhi and PG thirteen are gonna open up huge opportunities for other people, particularly guys like Shamit, Landry Shamit. I mean, Shamit was a guy last year who shot forty five percent from three on six attempts a game with the Clippers, and you know, with Shea Gilgis Alexander out of the picture. It's possible, like you mentioned, that Shamit is going to pick up some of the backup ball handling duties behind Pat Bev and Lou Williams. So, I mean, I'm looking for him to have an increased role, and he's just going to get better and better. He's a young player. He's on a cheap contract. Um, you know, this is, just, this is just the culmination, frankly. These two, these two moves are just the culmination of the Clippers being a really well-run, managed organization. And Yeah. You know... Think- so wild. I mean, I, I don't you think... Don't you think in terms of... I mean, has there ever been a turn a quicker turnaround? I mean, I guess everyone's talking about the Nets, but I'm also, you know, I people forget like Clippers. I think they've been around for forty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's not like they just moved. I mean, I think it's something like fourteen postseason appearances in forty years. Wow, which is just staggering. In how I mean, they you know they were the Cleveland Browns the, almost right. their entire time right. existence, right. and and the way Lakers fans sort of dig on the Clippers like you got no banners. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like uh-huh. it has to turn around at some point, right. or else you're just like you you can't be terrible forever. I, I mean, dude, this, think, and and they did it all right. Think about what the Clippers just pulled off from like a two three year perspective. They moved an aging, distressed asset, a disgruntled Chris Paul to Houston. For Sam Decker, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, DeAndre Liggins, Montrez Harrell, and a 2018 first-round pick, which turned into Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Then two years ago, the Clips signed Blake Griffin to a five-year, $171 million contract. And in cold-blooded fashion, four or five months (laughs) later, they pivot and trade him to the Detroit Pistons for Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, Boban, a first and second round pick. And this all led to the Clippers, the Clippies, nabbing the finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard, from the defending NBA champs, the Toronto Raptors, and landing Paul George in the process. I mean, it is just... It's really unprecedented. Like you couldn't have made this up, and um, no. it's just shocking. Really, really shocking. It just shows an extreme amount. I think of like organizational skills, and you just think how many. <laughs> you know, I just yes. think about imagine the board, imagine the cork board in the like front office war room or whatever. You know how how much forward thinking you have to do to to pull something like this off, just in terms of money and analytics and 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 knowing that you know we should do this immediately and we have to do this now and pull the plug and it'll end up working out for us like who knows like and any how, one of these moves could have been a disaster and, and, then they, and all they did worked it out perfectly. they did it in the middle of the night you know what i mean they did yeah. they, they managed to pull this uh, they managed to pull this off over the course of a, of a week in total silence I mean, you know, yeah. everyone has made fun of Kawhi for being so quiet and silent and taking his time with this. And Ramona Shelburne put out a piece this morning that was really interesting to read that, you know, apparently, I guess, Kawhi reached out to Kevin Durant um, at some point during the free agent process and kind of gauged his interest on maybe playing with the Clippers together. And Durant at that point had already sort of made up his mind. It sounded like he was moving on to Brooklyn. And so, you know, Kawhi then then moved on to Paul George and started recruiting him. 
And just the fact that he was able to do that in silence that we have no, that we had no clue that that was going on is really like speaks volumes about Kawhi and also about the Clippers for keeping that under wraps. You know what I mean? That like that didn't leak. I mean, if, imagine if Magic Johnson yeah. had word of that, right? Like we would know about totally. it in like but seconds. But also that's the, the ultimate fault of the king of L, you know, yeah. that, that team. It's just like, you know, yeah. The Clippers have that advantage of not of not being taken seriously. Yeah, they're under the radar. Able to just be extremely professional and scrappy and good, right. and and nobody's watching, so you can just do all this, and it's not it's not leaking. Also, just professionalism, and clearly yeah. is is you know, I, I mean, if I'm Kawhi, why you know, I never understood why he would want to go to the Lakers. He just doesn't uh, seem like all. a Laker, right? Like he doesn't no, like he's no, not like a weird. limelight kind of guy. Um, all right, so that's the yeah. on-court stuff. Lucas, now let's talk yeah. off-court. You're an L.A. native. I've been getting mm-hmm. phone calls all morning from Laker fans asking how they can hop the bandwagon and join Clipper Nation. Lou, what, is it, what, is it, what does it mean? What does it mean for the city? What does it mean for the city? Have they acquiesced? What does it mean for the city to finally have a team that fans can actually like and root for? It's finally safe to be a basketball fan in Los Angeles. You don't have to root for the dark forces of the Lakers. What's it mean for the city? It's a dream. I think it's a beautiful thing from the from the from the basketball nets on every court now that are Clippers brand uh, basketball nets on every public court in L.A. Yeah. For those who don't know, like every backboard says Clippers pretty much because Bombers whole initiative. To, so I think, you know, they've been quietly doing the work. It's still probably an 80, 20 Lakers to Clippers town at this point. But but you're thinking about like young people. You're thinking about kids now growing up right. with this Clippers team. And that's all you can can really think about i mean i just remember chris paul you know getting booed at dodger games incredible (laughs) you know when he would when him and blake would go out in la sometimes they would still get booed i mean that's the thing with lakers fans is like as opposed to clippers who are like can we have just like just give us a give us a break it's like an existential thing for us lakers fans like like, we want everyone else to fail and we only just you know it's just like (laughs) it's just a different outlook yes like i think about it you know, it, this was a long time coming and the Staples Center tickets are going to be in Staples Center itself is going to be insane. I'm sure whoever owns Staples Center, I forgot that guy's name. is just like losing his mind with uh, the potential of the amount of money a single ticket to get within 10 miles of the Staples Center is going to cost. I mean, can you imagine Lakers Clippers games now? I mean, that place is going to be. Insane. Oh, it's going to be bananas. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be absolutely. Bananas. Uh, but I hope I don't know. I hope. um you know, it's the Clippers are still, uh, you know, the stepchild, uh, and maybe this changes it, or maybe Kawhi and Paul George thrive off uh, still feeling like the underdogs, like Pat Bev seems to enjoy so much, which sort of makes them more appealing. Yeah, but they like the they like the booze, they like not being taken seriously. Hey man, it's also time. I think we we should pour one out for Steve Ballmer, right? I mean, this is a guy who Hi. brought this team from renowned racist and slumlord Donald Sterling just a couple of years ago for what two billion dollars. Uh, yeah, it's man. a huge victory for Ballmer, huge victory for Microsoft, the Microsoft Surface, the whole Microsoft <laughs> suite. You somebody know, somebody from- tweeted that was so <laughs> funny. It was like Kawhi and the Clippers so he can get a first look at his favorite video game, Microsoft Office. XP. I mean, dude, from Excel to PowerPoint to Word, uh, Outlook, it's a huge day for the Windows operating system. Uh, thrill for those guys. And then, you know, obviously yeah. Clippers GM Michael Winger. Uh, orchestrating this blockbuster deal for Paul George in privacy in the middle of the night without it leaking to the press. 
Uh, big, and those big stories victory. about how Michael Winger was the one who brought him in. To yeah. Okay, right. That's right. That's, That's right. That's wild. right. That's right. Incredible. All right, man. Let's talk about ramifications for some of the key teams around the league, other players. Um, first things first, let's talk about Toronto, what it means for Toronto. Obviously, this, you know, it sucks for Raptors and the Raptors fans. There's no other way about it. I'll be honest with you, Lucas. I was, I was pulling for Kawhi to resign in Toronto. I thought the story was fun. I loved how that entire you know, country was ablaze with Kawhi fever. They embraced him. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think they're going to be okay. I, I, I really do think the Raptors are going to be okay. They still have Masai Ujiri leading things over there. They have Pascal Siakam, Lowry, Gasol, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Norman Powell. They're going to be fine. They have good people They're going to be a good team still. Yeah, they're they're going to be, I, you know, they're fifth, fourth or fifth in the East still, I think. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I think so, man. I mean, how do you, so how do you think the team responds going forward? Like on a scale of one to ten, one being like the throes of depression, ten being you know they're absolutely fine. How do you think Raptor fans are are handling the news of Kawhi this morning? Or they're okay, right? I think they're probably fine. I mean, they I got think a they probably expected he was going to leave anyway. The whole time he was planning to leave, and then this was like a pleasant surprise that ended up being just hugely exciting. So you can chalk it up to just like. Hey, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> man. They took a risk and it worked out, right? They 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 traded yeah. obviously DeRozan, this you know like figurehead of the franchise, and they gambled on Kawhi. They said we're going to rent him for one year, and if he walks, that's okay. We we create some salary cap space, and if he stays, that's great too. But the bottom line is. They gambled. They won. They won a championship. They won their first championship in the history of the franchise. I I, I don't think you yeah, can look at this as anything don't blow but it up. like a, it's a success story. And they have a great young organic like farm team there. And uh, I think they're going to be okay. They're going to be fine. And I definitely don't think you blow it up like some people suggest. I mean, Pascal takes a step forward next year. You know, yeah. Van Fleet's still good. You got Gasol in a few more healthy years. You know, you you, you still have a. You, it's still just such a solid team. I just don't. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about them still being you know competitive at all. Frankly, they kind of um, remind me a little bit of last year's Clippers. Now, where they have this like very stable young core on affordable contracts, and they're basically one or two star players away from being right back in the thick of things in the Eastern Conference. So someone's going to want to play for them. Um, yeah. So it'll and now be interesting. Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet have their own logos. That's right. And clothing lines. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's my right. favorite story. My favorite story <laughs> is that Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet like didn't get the deals that they wanted, so they just were like, you know what? I'm making a logo and I'm printing my own hats. <laughs> Let's start making clothes. Like, <laughs> they just have logos and hats, and they sell them, and they wear their own hats. Let's start I making love T-shirts. It. <laughs> I love it. Um, Can you imagine? Oh my god! All right, let's I want to wear a hat with my face. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Oklahoma City. Um, yeah, what happened? So man? yeah, you got to trade Russ, right? A you year later, him. yeah, man. A year later, Paul George is gone. All the talk about you know the small market team nabbing nabbing the big star player in free agency that's gone. Paul George, the Palmdale native, is headed back home to L.A. Uh, it's a beautiful Palmdale. <laughs> Palmdale this time of year. Supposed to be, <laughs> there's a tumbleweed <laughs> blowing across the road. Um, I mean, Kawhi from the Inland Empire. And, incredible. And, uh, it makes Paul sense. George from Palmdale. It makes Love sense, it. right? Like those yeah, would be the guys. Sense. I mean, I think Paul yeah. George, Paul George went to Fresno State. Kawhi went to San Diego State, right? Like they're, they're kind of like these like smaller schools. They were, they were, they weren't like top five picks. They were both like middle of the lottery draft picks 
who kind of like emerged and like turned themselves into great players. And yeah. of course, those would be the guys that end up Clippers. You know, it's not yeah, LeBron. It's, it's, it's not Anthony Davis. Um, so thinking about the Thunder here, man, uh, first of all, it's a hell of a haul for Paul George, um, who's 29 years old, who just had shoulder surgery. And I know... And another major injury. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, year, I, I right? know... Wasn't he out for a year? Uh, well, he had the devastating leg injury, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know this is a bitter pill this morning for Oklahoma City fan, uh, Thunder fans thinking about, you know, trading this guy off, but... You know, this trade is going to help expedite the rebuild of that team. They had massive amounts of cash locked up in two guys, Westbrook and Paul George, who are almost 30 years old. And let's face it, like, this is a massive price that the Clippers just paid, you know, and they they had no choice. The Clippers had to do this and they had to rescue the city from uh, they had to rescue the city from the Lakers, from the dark forces. But, um, you know, Oklahoma City did well. They get Shea Gilgis Alexander here. He's a, he's a franchise building block. And then the, the draft picks are 2021 from Miami, which is unprotected. 2022, which is uh, the Clippers unprotected. 2023, which is a Miami top 14 protected. 2023, a pick swap. 2024, Clippers unprotected. 2025, a pick swap. 2026, uh-huh. another unprotected Clippers pick. And then they get Gallinari's expiring contract. Uh, so, yeah, that's a lot of picks. Man, but yeah. worth it. Worth what, it. Gotta do it. What's what's next for the Thunder here, man? So we have to find a new home for Westbrook. We got to find a new home for Steven Adams. We got to find a new home for Dennis Schroeder. Uh, uh, Lucas, uh, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski is now reporting that, uh, Russell Westbrook has engaged the thunder and GM Sam Presti about his next steps, maybe being traded prior to next season. What do we envision is next for Russ? Where could we imagine this guy winds up? I mean, the easy answer is New York. You're, oh you're, you're saying that <laughs> oh you're God. saying that the Knicks are impossible. I think that's extremely possible for I mean, me. From a NBA perspective, a a mm-hmm. sort of uh, competition narrative perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. The Russ versus KD in in New York City at MSG. I mean, and now, they need a point guard. Now on, would be the right? time. Now would be the time. I mean, if there like James Dolan, like James Dolan could not be more vulnerable than right now. <laughs> I have to say. I mean, yeah. I have to say, I'm not rooting for it. But uh, I, if there is a moment where James Dolan is going to blink, if he's if he's feeling sensitive, if he's feeling nervous about the Nets stealing the city away from the Knicks then you know russell westbrook could be something he blinks at i just hope like hell he does not uh russell is 30 years old he has four years 170 million dollars left on his max extension (laughs) Uh, obviously westbrook has had three consecutive seasons averaging triple doubles he was voted the nba's mvp in 2017 um I, I will be very curious, man, to to see if he is moved before the season starts or if they wait a few months here to try to find a trade partner in the middle of the season. Um, because I just, I just don't think know it's who so has... much riskier for them. Because what if he, he's going to be mercurial and pissed off to right. start the year? He's not going to be happy. You're going to get more now just on the heels of the drama of this, I think, than just sort of like halfway through the year when OKC is kind of probably sucking. And you're, I just, I just don't, I don't think it's the same as an AD situation where you're just lengthening it out to, to sort of see if you can amass more. I just, you know, they still ended up just getting the same haul that they would have gotten if they traded 
Anthony Davis in the middle of the year. You know what I mean? After all that right. talk of waiting, they st- he still went to the Lakers for a bunch of picks and the same guys. So I think I think just get start do it now. Let Shea be your point guard. Who you know, needs going to be? Who needs a veteran point guard? Who needs a veteran point guard who's making a lot of money? The Suns. The Suns. What about right? What about the Minnesota Timberwolves? T Wolves. Yeah, sure. Uh, but they don't, I don't know who you. I don't know who you give back. I guess you Wiggins? just give a ton of picks and like Wiggins and Covington. Yeah, I would say uh, like that Wiggins contract is a good place to start. You gotta, you gotta. Yeah, match Minnesota up Suns, uh, Bulls, Bulls, Bullsy Bulls, huh? Huh? Okay. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Bulls to for, I don't know, Markinen and couple other young guys and a bunch of picks run that by uh, matt hobby i'm sure zach levine I'm sure that will go down oh, yeah. well <laughs> hobby would be jazzed to have old russ west on the bulls <laughs> maybe the wizards maybe you just put him oh, and john walls in the wheelchair this is getting bleak this is getting bleak oh, it is dark what about the miami heat yeah. what about the miami heat yeah yeah no I, a- that's the one that that's the one that seems logical to me next to jimmy butler you know a son's timberwolves uh, logic there, but does he want to go there? Will he be willing to do it? I'm sure he just will pick where he wants to go at this point. Uh, yeah, I could see the Heat. I could see the Knicks pulling it off in some weird dimension of uh, insanity. Yes, uh, but there's a bunch of spots. I mean, you know, the Heat. The Heat actually makes a lot of sense. I don't know if they. I mean, who do you trade? I mean, who do I'm they have sure left to trade? They, uh, Justice yeah. Winslow and Bam Adebayo, Great. And a bunch of picks. Yeah, you know? I don't know how. Um, you, I don't know how you make it happen from a cap perspective. I'm just thinking about like who needs a 30 year old All NBA point guard who's had multiple knee operations and who's making 170 million dollars over the next four years and who can't really shoot and can't shoot anymore so that's like a very narrow that's a very narrow window right there well it's somebody who wants to be immediately relevant taken seriously yeah exactly that's why i think uh you know if he didn't have the choice you could see a sons a timberwolves but i'm sure he's he's gonna have some say in where you know i have some input in where i go do i want to go to the Freaking sons. <laughs> the Knicks um, do make me nervous. I, I will be very curious to I can see if they see it, man. Blank. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. They have the assets. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, they could definitely do it. It's just a matter of whether they're management getting gets by the stir fan crazy. Base. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Now's the time. This is exactly when old Doles will pull that trigger for old. All right, West. <laughs> let's move on to the Lakers. Talk about implications of, of uh, Kawhi signing with the Clippers. Let's talk about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So let me start by saying, I think the Lakers are going to be fine. I mean, they're they're yeah. going to be more than fine. They're going to be good and maybe even very good this year with Anthony Davis and LeBron. So anyone who's telling you otherwise, including <laughs> me, uh, is just talking out of their ass and maybe wearing yeah. rose-colored glasses. But Very um, competent, yes. very injured. Make no mistake. Probably a second or third seed. Make no mistake. The Lakers pushed all their chips in the middle here, waiting on Kawhi, and it didn't work out. Right? They created max salary. Ca- they created max salary cap space, trading off the last of their scraps, getting Anthony Davis to wait to waive his trade kicker, and then they watched each and every one of these, you know, really good free agents, all their Plan Bs sign elsewhere in the opening days of free agency. So in hindsight, Lucas, do you think the Lakers, did they get too cocky here? It seems like they probably could have had D'Angelo Russell or Jimmy Butler if they wanted them, no? Yeah, they got extremely cocky. And I don't, I mean, like, that is that is so on brand to be almost absurdly on brand. 
for the Lakers. I mean, they must have known something, though. Yeah, you would think. Uh, I mean, I think Kawhi probably played them a little bit. You know what I mean? He he was he was the one that said, "No, you're in play. Like, if you create some cap space for me, I'd love to come home to California." And that was all true. Is he just cold blooded? Does he have a soul? We don't think we don't know. If no, I think he has a soul. I don't think like I. I think here's the truth. I think that if the Clippers weren't able to get Kawhi a wingman, he probably would have signed with the yeah. Lakers, right? Um, I yeah. think his preference was probably I want to play on my own team. I don't want to be in LeBron's shadow, but hey, if I don't have any other choice, I'll play on the Lakers with LeBron and AD, and that's going to be we're going to be great. But his, I, I think his preference was probably to play on his own team uh, with the Clippers and to do it his way, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, the implications are so deep in terms of, you know, yeah, they missed everyone else. They don't, you know, he's, it's in the same city around the corner. Oh, God, the Staples games would be so fun. They're going to be insane. But, uh, uh, yeah, who, do you, who would you have gotten? I would have probably gone all in on D'Angelo Russell. I think Russell. I think Russell is yeah. the guy that you look at. It sounds like um, Kyrie Irving was intent on signing in Brooklyn. Same with KD. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. So that was never going to happen. Um, I mean, maybe maybe you go all in and chase down Kemba Walker, make him some sort of godfather offer. Maybe they could have pitched him harder. I don't know. It sounds like, though, D'Angelo Russell was in play, and they probably could have had him if they wanted him, but they, you know, they had a meeting with him, and they canceled it. Um, but so, I also think they waited too long and there were so many threads. I mean, the Clippers had, had a plan, man. Like they right. had this planned out. Like the Lakers, I mean, Kemba seemed to have been courted by the Celtics almost immediately. Like who knows if the Lakers even talked to half of these people? Like, I, I don't know what they're doing. You know, like it's so dysfunctional that you can't even, you don't even know how hard they even pursued these other guys or they were just guessing at a lot of this stuff. I mean, let's I mean, be honest. It does seem like the Lakers are flying by the seat of their pants a little bit here, right? Yeah, like hundred percent. I mean, it seems like they went all in on Anthony Davis. <laughs> like every day there was a different media narrative spin where it was like, Oh, they should have waited until July 6th or whatever it was to complete the trade because then they would have had this much cap space as opposed to that much cap space. So then all of a sudden they right. traded off these other players to create even more cap space and they got Anthony Davis to wave to wave his trade kicker. So I don't even know. And if Rob, Rob Palenka doesn't know all what, these rules. He's he, an old he doesn't know what he's agent. doing. He doesn't know what ha- what's happening. Yeah. Like what, there's like a giant guidebook that he probably just read some of in the last couple of years. I That's mean, right. He, he was an agent. That's he was right. a sports agent. That's right. He That's doesn't. Right. He didn't come up through this system. And you don't you don't hear about who his other you know people working in that office are. You don't hear about like you hear about the Clippers depths of just their front office. Mm. You know all those guys that work there. As opposed to the Lakers, it's like, I don't know. It's Palinka, Genie Bus, and I guess Magic Johnson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now we should say I mean, about it's so goofy. We should say about the Lakers in the wake of Kawhi and and Paul George going to the Clippers. The the Lakers have since signed Demarcus Cousins. They have signed uh-huh. JaVale McGee. They've signed Rajon Rondo to a two year contract. They signed uh, KCP. They signed Danny Green. So they are quickly going moving on to their Plan B and filling out their roster. Um, I still think... Is there anyone younger than 27 on that team? No. Alex Caruso. (laughs) Alex Caruso, yeah. I mean, you know, the the thing with the Lakers now is they don't don't have anyone on their team that they've drafted. So it's all all guys that they're signing. Um, But I still think there is another shoe to drop with the Lakers. I am not convinced that they are done here. I just think that their third 
big piece is going to come. It's just going to come as a, a, in the form of like a midseason trade. I'm still waiting on sure. Kevin Love joining the Lakers. I'm still waiting on, or whether it's Kevin Love, whether it's, uh, whether it's Russell Westbrook, whether it's Chris Paul, I still think there's another shoe to drop. But and who I think, do you have left to trade? I think Danny it's, Green. Exactly. And so, so I think, it, I think, yeah, exactly. I think it'll be some combination. I think like in January, all these guys that they're signing to one and two year deals right now could potentially, you know, be salary filler. I, you know, what if they trade like JaVale McGee and Boogie and, and Rajon Rondo and, and Danny Green and, and literally just piece together the same salary as Chris Paul for one year and they say to Houston, Hey, why don't you get off that awful contract? We know you don't, you, we know you're not happy with that contract and, and Chris Paul and James Harden hate each other. We'll take them off your hands yeah. and it's a wash. I don't know. I, I still think there's some th- third shoe that's going to be dropped here. So we, uh, there is, I just don't know if any, they have anything left. They already traded all their picks. They oh yeah. No, it's, it won't be in the form of picks. It won't be in the form of picks. Yeah. So it will be in the, it, it'll be salary, right? It'll be saying yeah, it'll be salary. They have to find Paul salary. They now. have to find some star player who's on a bad contract and they'll say, right. Hey, why don't you dump that awful contract on us? All you have to do is take Danny Green for a year and Boogie for a year and JaVale McGee for a year. And then after that one year, they're off your books. And now we're stuck with the last five years of Chris Paul or we're, we're stuck with the last five, year, uh, last five years of Russell Westbrook and his knees. So right. I still think there's another shoe to drop. Um, yeah, I, it would have to be a Chris Paul. It's not, you're not getting Russell Westbrook that yeah. way, I don't think. I think you're maybe getting Chris Paul like, I can't think of another super disgruntled star who's like down to hang out with LeBron as much as Chris Paul. That that actually works. Yeah, perfectly. I, I can see that listen, happening. 100%. It's the it's the NBA, right? Like, there's always a disgruntled star. That's what we're learning. Is like every six months, every three months, someone else gets pissed. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some of the rest of the teams with implications. So in the Eastern Conference, um, you know, now it's, the Eastern Conference seemingly belongs to the Bucks and the Sixers, right? With the with the Toronto Raptors taking a big step back, losing Kawhi, it would seem like Giannis and the Bucks are the likely favorites in the East. Uh, we wait and see how how Philly comes together. They've they've lost now Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick. They also gain Al Horford and Josh Richardson. Um, Philly will be thinking long and hard about Kawhi's. Buzzer beater, obviously, <laughs> the series winning mm-hmm. shot in the second round of the playoffs, um, and and who knows, you know, maybe with all of of Golden State's injuries, the 76ers could have made a legitimate title run this past year with that roster. But you know, we'll never know. They're better now, don't you think? Do you think they're better now? The Sixers, yeah, they're, yeah, they're with Horford and they are tied up Tobias. They're just Jay strange. Rich. It's so they are they yeah. are so gigantic. I mean, do they have anyone on their starting lineup that's shorter than like six no. foot ten? No. Do they have any other <laughs> point guards? No. <laughs> or should you know they got Zaire Smith now? I guess. Yeah. Um, no, man. They are they are all in on just these gigantic guys that are basically forwards who can handle the ball. I mean, if we're if if you think of Ben Simmons as like a power forward who plays point. Um, they're, they're just all these massive, massive guys. So it'll be interesting. Other teams, obviously with implications of, of, with the Kawhi move. Um, I think about the nets, the Brooklyn nets, obviously, you know, Celtics, uh, they breathe a sigh of relief now with Kawhi leaving for the West. Obviously Kevin Durant isn't going to in going to be in the picture for another year, but it makes the specter of getting through the Eastern conference a bit less daunting. The Celtics, which you mentioned, they're going to have an easier time now with Toronto out of things. 
And um, man, I mean, <laughs> if things didn't look bleak enough for the Golden State Warriors, I got to say, Kawhi going to the Western Conference just makes matters even mm. worse, right? The West is the West is batshit. Oh, right it's now. nuts. I mean, the the top eight. I mean, you got the Jazz who are better, substantially better. The Rockets are the same. The you know the Warriors, the Lakers. The, uh, the Clippers, um, Pelicans are going to be fun again. Yeah, man, the Pelicans um, are going to be super Who am fun. I missing? Uh, I mean, like the top, the, it's just going to be a fight, man. The playoffs are going to, you know, that playoff picture could go any number of ways. I can't Spurs wait for these still, Pelicans games. They're going to be There's great. just two, every team, every team in the West has at least two incredible players. I mean, now. even the Kings Almost. are going to be fun, right? Like the Kings are improving. Yeah, the Kings were still fun last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the only, the only disaster is probably still the Suns again. And again, like, you know. Yeah. Who knows when they get that get somebody back? That's that's the kind of place where you could see a Westbrook going and making a difference. Um, but yeah, the West is going to be crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, think about the Warriors here. They lost Durant in free agency. Andre Iguodala left as a cap casualty. Right? They traded him off. Uh, Clay. Yeah, Thompson, where does he go? He's still got to sign. Somewhere. He's going to sign. Iguodala. He feels like a Laker. I I, I yeah, have to imagine right? that he's going to get bought out. And if he gets bought out, he's mm-hmm. going to be a Laker, and that would be a great fit for yeah. him. Um, mm-hmm. Iguodala, the cap casualty, Clay Thompson went down with a tour ACL. They signed and traded for D'Angelo Russell, who feels like a really odd fit. DeMarcus Cousins just so signed. Weird. DeMarcus Cousins just signed with the Lakers. Um, it's just a strange time for the Warriors. Uh, so very, very curious yeah, to you see. Got a, you got a Curry, D'Angelo Russell backcourt. So strange. No one else. So oh, I guess Draymond. Yeah. 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 Draymond Curry, <laughs> an injured Clay. Although Clay will be back, you know he'll be back. What January, probably February. That's right. I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right, Lou. Before I back. before I let you go, I just want to trip down memory lane here. Some of the hilarious key cogs from the hashtag Kawhi Watch. Anything you remember from the last couple of weeks? <laughs> just so we can like preserve I just, this. I, I man, I just love the RD ambition story. RD you, ambition. You probably discussed this. Uh, with Ben on the, one of the more recent pods, yeah. have you not? Uh, we, w- um, you know, I actually don't think we've discussed RD Ambition, Ben and I, uh, on the pod. But yeah, man, like, how great was this guy? This is a my a story. Laker insider that we discovered on Reddit. He <laughs> he had to close down his Reddit account because he said something along the lines of that, like it wasn't like a secure platform for him. So he took his intel to to Twitter. He amassed like 40,000, 50,000 followers overnight, and he was just leaking shit left and right. This guy was so <laughs> fun, man. We will miss you, RD Ambition. We assume that you are Jeannie Buss's nephew. Um, and, but that's the kicker with the RD Ambition story, that it turned out he was just a Trump-supporting nephew of amazing. Jeannie <laughs> Amazing, amazing, uh, Any of the other... Can't make it up. Any other hilarious cogs we remember from hashtag Kawhi Watch? For, for me, I, I got Chris Carter. Uh, that would be former uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Chris Carter, who now is an analyst on Took Fox. the lead on Kawhi Watch. <laughs> he, he was a leading source. It was one, always confusing to me how exactly like he became such a reliable source on all things Kawhi. I think they maybe had the same agent, or like he went to high school with Kawhi's Uncle Dennis or something. A little sure. unclear to me, but uh, that was funny He was the me. number one source. Yeah, there was also this kid, Ari Abraham. You, you hear about this guy? Uh, Ari Abraham. No, tell me about Ari Abraham. You don't know about this guy? No. Ari Abraham, another sort of RD ambition type where he's just sort of amassed followers just in his confidence that, 
you should listen to him somehow. Incredible. But Incredible. he's literally like he's like a 22 year old kid. He like graduated USC a couple of years ago, <laughs> and and I guess he's a freelance for you know of course something yeah. bleacher whatever. Yeah. He looks like he's about 14 in his Twitter photo. Just was just was uh, saying stuff, just saying stuff. But yeah. he became like. He became just a source. Like he would search the hashtag of the thing, and Amazing. he was just like number five or six of like sources say Clippers out. My yep. sources, sources, yeah, sources. Like who are you? Who how are you these people? Who are these people? How have you fleeced everyone? <laughs> uh, another big off season. Big off season for Drake. Obviously, he. Uh, I don't know if you heard at one point in the pitch meeting with Kawhi, he offered uh, he offered Kawhi like uh, I guess like an influential role with his like record label or something. That's right. Well, Kawhi has uh, a record label i think that he was saying oh. he would support wait is what? what i understood Kawhi has a record label okay that's i think that's I think. really fantastic. otherwise i don't know what what you're doing what what do you help out with Kawhi from a music standpoint <laughs> amazing other angles i loved here was apparently the knicks the knicks allegedly canceled a meeting with Kawhi leonard yes. so they could sign like bobby portis or something yeah uh, that who knows if happy. that's real that made me happy i feel then, like some of those knicks stories aren't real they gotta be uh, right I, I i i'm sure some of them are real I'm, I'm sure some of them are not the funny thing is they're all spun to make the looks then to make the knicks look like total assholes um and then obviously mo harkless uh, there was the uh, the Clippers trade from Mo Harkless, and I think Woj at one point tweeted like, "Everyone knows that like Kawhi is always like yearned to play with Mo Harkless, so this could be like a harbinger of things to come." It's like, who, what, what, what do we, what is this real? So uh, no, nobody knew anything the whole God, time. It was really the one sports story that proved Twitter just is a cesspool of yes, nonsense. Of nonsense. I mean, truly, no anything. truly just, just, uh, just, it elevates the dumbest yes. possible tanks on all angles. And then still, we are just you, it, it's, so bored. We are all so we're bored. bored and we're so, we're so desperate. Gullible. We love the NBA so much and we're desperate and we're bored. And we have access to this like portal where people can just gossip. And, and so we just believe it. We just believe it. We believe it. it. Yeah, we love it. It's incredible. We love it. I mean, it's, but, but in, in the end, isn't it just, it's, it's, it's so good for the league. The league is going to be man, so fun the NBA next year. Is undefeated. I, I've never been more excited. I know, man, the season cannot start, uh, you know, more quickly. And, uh, this has been super fun, man. I'm going to let you go. I know you have yeah, stuff dude. to do today. Thanks so much for hopping on the pod. Congrats to the Los Angeles Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, Clip Paul City, George. baby. Clamp City. Lob <laughs> City. Clamp. All right, Clamp man. Love. We will touch base right, soon. Buddy. Congrats right. on the clips, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. All right, bye. All right, bye, buddy. All right, that was the conversation with Lucas. Hope you enjoyed it. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Have a great week. Enjoy this NBA free agency madness, and I will talk to you guys in a little bit.